Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. Me, Paul. And me, Tony. Yes, I'm back. He's back, he's back. Because as we said last week, we're doing a commentary. And the first in, we hope, in a series of uh, post-regeneration story commentaries as well. So uh, this week we're kicking off with episodes one and two of Spearhead from Space. But first, the news. And for this part, we've locked Tony away in a cupboard, haven't we? Because he's never interested in the news at all. No, it doesn't, doesn't contribute, doesn't watch the programme. So. No, no. So, Tony, you're just going to amuse yourself while we, uh, me and Paul talk about uh, this week's news. Uh, did you put an air hole in the cupboard? Oh, I knew there was something else I was supposed to do. Oh, damn. Oh, well, that's life, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the sort of thing you have to give for this podcast. You've got to be prepared to give everything. You take your chances, don't you, on this one? Yeah. You really do take your chances. Okay, then. Right, now, there is only one bit of news to report on this week, and uh, we're going to go through this quickly, because I can <laughs> I can see a lot of people devoting a lot of time to this one very brief bit of news. But we've it's now been confirmed that Doctor Who will return on Saturday the 23rd of August. As most people expect. Yes, and I think... Um, we, I think a lot of people say, as well, I, I already um, surmised this, and we, we also surmised this as well, didn't we? It, I think yeah. it's pretty much a given it was going to come back on the August Bank holiday. Um, yeah, so no real shock there, but it's just nice to have it confirmed, and confirmed so early as well. Yeah, I, 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 well, they obviously wanted to put the trailer out and just give out that little sneak trailer bit and just give a bit of news, I suppose. Yeah. Now, um, the trailer wasn't much longer than the previous trailer. It's another teaser, really, isn't it, rather than a, yeah. a full series trailer. Um, I mean, people have been said, this, oh, this is the trailer for Deep Breath, which is going to be the name of the first episode, by the way. Oh, it's not a, a trailer for Deep Breath. It's just a teaser trailer for the series. And, yeah, doesn't again, doesn't give anything away. It's su- again, suitably enigmatic, I, I, I found. Yeah. That's all you want at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it's a, a first proper proper look at Capaldi in, he, in his uh, new outfit, and obviously we've got another promotional photograph as well, which I'm still trying to figure out whether it's um, photoshopped or not. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it does look a bit... Look um, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a little bit, but uh, yes, it looks uh, looks pretty cool. Is it an iconic image? That's the thing. Is it is it iconic? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when, 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 he, when he tweeted it last uh, on Friday, yeah, and he said the Doctor, they've announced when we're going to see the Doctor, and here's a picture of him in a little trailer. Mm. I thought to myself, that's no way to talk about Clara. <laughs> no, she's a hanger on, isn't she? <laughs> no, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if people are going to start looking in the background of the photograph trying to find hints of uh, what's to come. In the series, but I can safely say the Rani and Adam aren't there. I have looked. <laughs> oh dear. Now, um, one interesting thing about this: um, what we have learnt that the new um, new series will kick off with a feature length episode. Yeah, which could mean anything over forty five minutes, really. Couldn't it? it could really, yeah. <laughs> it could be an hour long. It could be an hour and fifteen. I mean, what was the uh, the fiftieth anniversary? That was an hour and that was an hour and a quarter, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but 11th hour was something like an hour and five minutes, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. So, 
yeah, any, anything, anything over forty-five. It's, if the standard time is forty-five minutes, anything over that they consider to be feature, a length. feature length. Yeah, so. that's it. That's it. So, um, yeah. Uh, now, obviously, we don't know when exactly what time it's going to air on Saturday, the twenty-third of August. Uh, but BBC America have already confirmed they will show the episode at eight p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So I don't know where what that is. That to doesn't add, necessarily narrow it down, though, does it? It doesn't really. I think that's what somewhere around about twelve o'clock our time is it midday our time? So on the no, sorry, yeah, something something around about uh, it's yeah, it's some somewhere around about the next morning, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because they're behind, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, it will be our yeah. time. So yeah. yeah. It's any time Saturday night. It doesn't narrow it down yeah. to what time Saturday night. I thought for one moment you were saying they're going to get ahead of us. No. <laughs> and no, the internet goes crazy. <laughs> oh, dear, Paul, you've started something now. You heard it here first, folks. The America's getting it before us. Paul said so. <laughs> oh, subtracting rather than heading. <laughs> uh, listen to the sound of Paul backpedalling, folks. <laughs> Yes, of course they'll get it after us. I actually thought they were going to probably go with the simulcast, like uh, Germany's going to be doing, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose it just depends on because it is the the time differences, whatever. It's probably just they just don't think they're going to get the viewers then. No, nah, probably not. Probably not. But is it? It would be a funny time of the day to uh, to kick it off. But I oh, don't. You say that though. You say that. I mean, you know, um, I think people will will tune in whatever time of the day it is for the first episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the fans. Fans will, but it's yeah. just I suppose then they then you halve your figures for for it in terms of your, your casual viewers. Yes. yes, indeed, indeed. Fine. So. Oh well, so that's it. That's been it's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. So uh, not long to go now. Not no. long to go. So ah, uh, oh, I can't wait now. I can't wait. It, it, it finally feels it's just round the corner. It felt like yeah. you know. It felt like oh, I've got to wait so long for series eight to start. But uh, it's very. You can. Very nearly say uh, it's well, as of Tuesday, you can say it's next month. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. So uh, that is it. We've got no other news. There is absolutely nothing. I mean, thank God, the BBC elected to put this out this weekend because there is no other news, is there? <laughs> there isn't. But then, then, then again, it's it's unfortunate because Tony has had to go into a cupboard for it. So well, have they not done that? I mean, his life could depend on how much news the BBC puts out. <laughs> Ah, dear. Right, should we go and see how he's doing? I think we better go. I think we better go. Okay, fair enough then. Okay, then, folks, for another week then, that was the news. Right, everyone, it's audio commentary time, so let's kick off with episode one of Spirit from Space. Don't let your imagination run away with you. Now, we're doing something a little bit uh, different this time, aren't we? Oh, experimental. Experimental, very experimental. Um, More different, perhaps, than we expected. Yes, maybe oh, not, yeah, I maybe briefed. not. I was briefed on this, but... Um... You misunderstood the brief. A little bit <laughs> yeah, because you, you've retired your facts, haven't you, Tom? I have. It's getting a bit too laboured now. It's getting a bit too... Um, too hard, hard to, to find. find. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, too indeed. So, um, yeah, what we thought, when we get to sort of like the bits where it, it usually gets to a bit of dead air and we don't, we don't say anything, we thought we'd actually sort of give, bring you a few facts on the date of this episode was broadcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yes. But Tony misunderstood that. <laughs> And has brought you facts from across the centuries. So, <laughs> I have indeed. So uh, yeah. let, let's see how this goes, shall we? 
So are we ready? Uh. Let's go then, because we're going to press play on our DVDs for episode one in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And off we go. First time in, in colour. Yes, yes, yeah. it is indeed. This is where Doctor Who changed forever, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Very first colour episode. And I like the way they're emphasising the fact there's now colour. With indeed. With oranges and pinks and greens and blue. And a new logo as well. Oh. And obviously, as everyone should know, this is filmed in uh, 16mm film as well. I was about to say that. Hence the reason this is the only one they can actually put on Blu-ray. Ah. We are watching the DVD, though. We are watching the DVD version, yes. We don't quite trust your Blu-ray player, do we, to play no, the Blu-ray? <laughs> we took the Blu-ray version out of the player to put the DVD in. <laughs> oh, yes, and the Unit family, here we go. You do think Unit could have... Uh... Splashed out on the fan or something for him, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. It's hardly. They could have borrowed ours. We we're not using it at the moment. No. <laughs> now here you go. See, look. I mean, there's a woman in charge. Who says Doctor Who was sexist back in these days? Come on. She was carrying the tea in the tile, though, wasn't she? <laughs> I think so. In 1431. Oh, Christ. On this very day. These are facts from what happened on this day. This day, was, this show was yeah. broadcast. Yeah, Tony <laughs> sort of thought he'd give you th facts of 3rd of January from any year he fancied, really, <laughs> rather than. And well, before we go any further, yeah. to say this episode was first broadcast on the Saturday, the 3rd of January, yeah. 1970. That's right. yes. oh, not 1470. Not 1470. These are once only facts. They are based <laughs> on the truth, actually, but. Uh, because we've decided to um, change the format a little bit for next time round. Uh, yeah, the, okay, okay. Yeah. But let's get these out of the way. Anyway, yeah, I, please, let's get this out of the way. Uh, and Joan of Arc, and actually, did that. Sorry, sorry, can I just interrupt this? Does she look a bit like Delia Smith there? She oh, does, a young, actually. A young Delia Smith. She's brought me a lovely tray of cakes. Made from mashed potato. So you say, having said, oh, look, look, it's not sexist, there's a woman in charge. I've now said, oh, does she cook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for that. I didn't mean it in that way. Please, Tone, get on with your January fact. January the 3rd, 1431. I'm trying to delay it as long as I can. I know. <laughs> I don't blame you, actually. Come on, right, spit jo it out, Joan man. Joan of Arc is defeated by Bishop Pierre Cochon, the battling Bishop of Beauvoir, ending her two-year reign as undisputed middleweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> It happened. Oh dear. Yeah. Now, fortunately, you just you just spoken over another in the long line of um, Doctor Who country yokels. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just see. I'll, I'll, yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> that Tardis prop is looking really rickety, there, isn't it? <laughs> no wonder it couldn't take off later. Exactly. <laughs> and I love this music. Oh, I do. Liz Shaw means jazz. <laughs> <laughs> In a turquoise mood. I wish they could have done this for for the whole of Pertwee's era. It was all shot on film, and you got proper outside location know, filming all the yeah. time. And 
I know it's actually. I mean, there's plenty of outside uh, shots and stuff, and uh, it's more professionally done. Yeah, I'm almost going to finish is a bit like the uh, start, start of Quantum of Solace. Yes. <laughs> it's like the unit employ the core commissioners to work the door for them. <laughs> I like those unit uniforms as well. Actually, they look. It sets them apart from the regular army, doesn't it? Whereas later on, they start wearing the proper combat fatigues and. Oh, no, I'm, I've gone on record before, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Liz Shaw's my favourite companion. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many series did you last for then? Just this. Only this series? Just this series, yeah. It's a shame, really. I thought she was a really good character, but they... Well, she was pregnant anyway. They really and they didn't really want her to come back anyway. So it's a shame. Right. Born on January the 3rd, 1970. I've actually got... Sorry, oh, wrong. go on, go on, go on. Right. Um, oh, I, can't read, I can't read... I can't read this name. Right oh, there. Christ. Hey, Tone, for God's sake, buy a printer. You, how do you pronounce P-R-I-I-T? Is it Preet? Um, uh, Preet Rishka, the noted Estonian footballer, was born on this on that day. Where, oh, okay. In 1970. Okay, fair enough. He wasn't the only one, but I'll mention that later, if you like. Okay. And, and Matt Ross, the American actor, was born on this day. Oh, okay. Yeah. From you could, you can remember from such films as that <laughs> <laughs> one famous as Born in it. Yeah. Oh dear, yeah, I do love uh, Nicholas Courtney. So this is when the brigadier was not a buffoon. Yeah. He was completely in charge. He believed in all the the weird and wonderful things that could be out there. But as it the series went on he become oh can't like that. He gets to the time of the three doctors. He can't believe he's been transported to a different different planet or more whatever. Pompous, yeah, and more Cut, more, must more be closed Kramer. mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Michael Payne had a terrible accident there filming an episode of Monty <laughs> Python. <laughs> ah, Terry Jones poked me in the eye with a sharp <laughs> stick. <laughs> Now, apparently, the working title for this story was Facsimile. Oh, yeah, I read that the other day. Yeah. Um, it's apparently, it's already based on a story that Robert Holmes did for a, a film called Invasion in 1965. Uh, have you seen this film, Invasion? I haven't, no. Oh, I God, haven't. I'm surprised. Now, also, this episode... Um, Viewing figures of eight point four million. Yeah, it's pretty good for. Uh, yeah, good. obviously not the sort of like the, the figures it would get come Tom Baker's time, but but that's what the sort of figures it's getting now, and people start. <coughs> oh my god, it's going to get cancelled, and nothing's changed, is it? Ah. In fifteen twenty one. A disgruntled Pope Leo the Tenth excommunicated Martin Luther after he criticised his papal robes. Yep. Is that true? Him. Yeah, excommunicated him. Yep. All right, is that true? All right, okay. He's being bitchy apparently. Didn't like it. <laughs> he was a bit bitchy. Not at all. Dare you criticise him? <laughs> Whatever happened to Captain Monroe? Is all I'm going to say. Whatever happened to him? Is that Captain Monroe? Is it? Yeah. Ah. Looks like he's got another telephone lead going over his shoulder there. <laughs> <laughs> 
could it be the Doctor? I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, it might be, you know, it might yeah, be. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on that one. <laughs> One thing I'm going to go as it's another quiet period. One thing, sort of, um, trying to get some more facts of, of the day is sort of what else was on um, after Doctor Who on BBC One. Now, fortunately, we're having to do this throughout this entire story, <laughs> but um, we can only find the third of January no. for this episode. So um, after this finished at five forty, you had the Debbie Reynolds show. That was on quite early then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was five fifteen. Doctor oh. Who was on it. Then you had the five past six of the BBC News. Six fifteen was it's Cliff Richard. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah and his plates. Um, Six forty-five. High Adventure. Broken Arrow was a, it was a nineteen fifty western film starring uh, James Stewart, Jeff Chandler, and Deborah Paget. Ah, remember it well. Then at eight fifteen, you had the Valdunican Show. It was a new series as oh, well to oh, wow. see the new year in. Is that the man who's the rock in a chair? That's it. It's Paddy McGinty's Goat was his biggest hit, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Nine o'clock was Vanity Fair Part One. <laughs> Uh, called The Famous Little Becky Puppet, starring Susan Hampshire as Becky. Oh, is it a play for today or something? One of those sort of things? Uh, no, Vanity Fair. It's a book tone. This was episode part one. I'm saying this. <laughs> it was a series tone, not, not play for today. It's a I series. Mean, oh, <laughs> of course. 9.45, <laughs> BBC News. I'm with it. I 10 o'clock, Match of the Day. <laughs> 11 o'clock, Braden's Week with Bernard Braden. Ah. 11.40, Weatherman. Which evolved into That's Life, of course. Yes. Braden's Week. Weatherman, and there we go. That's that. And closed down. What time was closed down? Um, eleven forty, basically after the Weatherman. That was right. it. That's it. BBC Two. And I should uh, no, I should go for BBC Two and ITV or LWT as it would have been because it was a Saturday. Oh, that's true. I'll, I'll go for those later. <coughs> ah, Porter come ice cream cl- uh, salesman there. And the man who basically replaced James Beck in Dad's Army. Yes, Telfrin Thomas. Oh, it's him, is it? I think. Ah. He died in 1982, age 60. Was that Private Sponge? Was he a sponge? No. Uh, Is it Cheeseman? Cheeseman, yes. Private Cheeseman. Who's Sponge then? He he was always there, Private. He became more prominent after James Beck died. That's a sort of feel. feel Oh, Michael Payne being led off to his surgery then. His last role was um, as... um, in Heidi Highs, Gareth Davis. You don't get those phones anymore, do you? Who was uh, it was uh, oh. the the one with the short black hair in Heidi High, fancy Jeffrey Fairbrother? I can't remember the character's name. Oh, Gladys. Uh, yeah, Gladys. It was he played her brother in that. Ah. My ice cream's melting. I was going to say you probably can get them doors for a phone, but you sort of look very strange on your mobile, wouldn't they? Oh, I know that. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I want to use one of those phones. Here we go. I can't wait to get the episode where he talks about what he calls these. <laughs> oh, the Thunderballs. Oh, Tony, you've ruined it. Sorry. God's sake. for everyone. <laughs> you've ruined the suspense well, they, now. Well, they know anyway. They might not. <laughs> Mention it once more and you'll get a swift kick in the Thunderballs. <laughs> <laughs> In 1815, <laughs> Austria, the UK and France form a secret defensive alliance against Prussia and Russia, who turned down help from Gambia and Zambia. <laughs> right, okay. Right. 
just need another couple of pair of feet to come out. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I just thought I'd hand me, madam. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been drinking snacks of night. <laughs> it wasn't Gletcherats, was it? <laughs> So a private joke to me and Paul there. <laughs> it's always good putting private jokes into a commentary. It just completely bamboozles the audience. Yeah. <clears throat> as, as opposed to what Tone say. Exactly. <laughs> and here we have the bad guy of the piece, Channing. I don't like the look of him. Ah. There's something about him. I, I do love the way they film this. Hmm. That is handheld camera stuff. For its day, it's brilliant. I thought like, like he'd do, he's that in the background staring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little toothbrush moustache and a keyboard. He'd be in sparks, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think he looks a bit like Den- Denim Elliott, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Hugh Burden is the. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, the brigadier diffuses all suspicion. Yes. <laughs> no, would anyone like an ice cream? <laughs> and then there's a bloke there out of Shawadi Wadi. I don't know what he's under the moon of love, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how he turned up. <laughs> yeah. So, again, they can do stuff like this when they're filming a location, long tracking shots. There's no like wobbly corridors I've got to reuse or anything. I really love this. So I think we said, didn't we, at the time, this must have been a dream for a Doctor Who director oh, to actually God, get yeah. out and be able to do actual be able to do that filming. sort of thing, yeah. Not, no constraints. So the next episodes after this then was like all shaky sets and uh, inside shots and stuff like that. Well, you know, yeah. No, this, this was the only one that was done completely on location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn good idea. And it's because of industrial action at the BBC. That's why. That's mm. a film it away from TV Centre. Oh, I see. Otherwise, it would have been all inside and, mm. uh, you know. Yeah. In 1823, <laughs> Stephen F. Austin... What have you gone for the 1800s a lot? Is it? Oh, because it's, it's, I'm going in line. Oh, I see. Okay. I'll get into the modern age eventually. <laughs> Oh, I've got to throw this in before the end of the episode, you see. Stephen K. Austin receives a grant of land in Texas from the government of Mexico. He had to add the F in his name to avoid confusion with a bionic man. That's a terrible tone. <laughs> I thought you were stopping these, these awful jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be me otherwise, would it? No. Starting oh. some awful jokes might be me. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to come, I mean, worse than that. <laughs> Oh, the next one's terrible. Oh, I'll assist them reading it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the NHS must have been much better funded in those days. There's empty walls. I know. <laughs> See, yeah. things are much better back then. There were no sick people. And each patient had its own doctor. <laughs> yes. And nurse. <coughs> Yeah. And ice cream salesman. 
Well, he was sort of, a, he was sort of like porter, cleaner, ice cream salesman, and security as well, because he's ushering those press people out of the way. <laughs> Why do you play loads of different roles in this? No. No, we're just talking about Taffrin Thomas. He seems to be like cleaning, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. and he seems to be doing security work. And also because why he's dressed as an ice cream salesman as well. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I'm still stuck in the 1800s. Hundreds, indeed. <laughs> indeed. No such thing as ice cream in those days, was there? However, in 1868, oh, the, me, the Miji Restoration in Japan. The BG Restoration? Not the Bee Gees. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Miji. Might be going a few years, but blimey. Uh, and staying alive. <laughs> hey! Uh, the Miji uh, Restoration in Japan. The Tokugawa shogunate is abolished. Agents of Satsuma and Chosu seize power. Satsuma, of course... Don't get so close to the microphone, right. so. Satsuma, of course, had a speech impediment and put to death anyone who took the piff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why the hell am I laughing at that? <laughs> yeah. We do apologise to anyone who has actually got a speech impediment. <laughs> oh, dear. There it is. They have to mention Prentice Hancock here, who has appeared in other Doctor Who. I'm not sure what he's still in the background. He's still there. <laughs> I like that member of the craze there. <laughs> you have to wait now. We'll have some ice cream. <laughs> He's also in Planet of the Daleks, uh, Planet of Evil, and the Ribos Operation. Francis Hancock. And also, of course, uh, we'll probably know most from, as Paul Morrow from Space 1999. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Stop rusting those papers. Oh, I've got another one. Right, um... There's no explanation why he's actually gone into the phone box at all, is there? Just to no, stand just, there. he could stand <laughs> anywhere, really, couldn't he? We don't know. Rocks. It's Bob Fleming, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <it> was... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I go poaching with a, with a shovel. Yes. <laughs> Don't who's, believe in a shotgun, I'll bash their bloody heads in. Who's the yokel then? Who is he? Who's the actor? Ah, uh, let me have a look here. Let me have a look. I don't actually know. It's uh, Neil somebody, isn't it? Neil Wilson. Ah, yes, can't get any uh, info <coughs> on him, unfortunately. Can I ease my way into the 20th century now with my facts? Uh, okay. Go on. In 1932, <coughs> martial law is declared in Honduras to stop a revolt by banana workers fired by United Fruit Company. National opinion was split. Oh, God. <laughs> it's getting worse. It it's getting worse. <laughs> this is the sort of thing you'll hear on uh, one of Leah's uh, kids' programmes. What's his name? Oh, Mr. Is it, is Mr. We, uh, Mr. Mr. Tumble. Tumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I could write for him, couldn't I? Yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant doctor's jacket, ain't it? Look, you've got multiple pockets for pens oh, on the top there. Pens, stethoscope, and that massive beeper he's got in his pocket as well. Jules. Despite the fact that there's nobody else in there. No, exactly. 
The one thing I want to quickly go through now because um, we we had the um, the births, didn't we? Oh yeah. But the the, the deaths oh, on um, on uh, the third of January nineteen seventy. I've never heard of this woman. Now Gladys Alwood, yeah. she was a British missionary in China. Now the only reason that I think she's famous because she was portrayed by Ingrid Bergman in the film The Inner of the Sixth Happiness. Ah, good heavens! There you are. Yeah. Now I think the other thing we were going to do because I think we we might be sort of running out of time. We got a few things to fit in. Is um, you got some? Have you got any football results there, Paul? Uh, I'm just looking at some selected football results from that day that that probably appeal to us. Yes, go on. And that's the FA Cup third round. Yes. Which, not surprisingly, West Ham United lost away at Middlesbrough two one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Millwall lost away at Scunthorpe United oh, 2-1. cobblers. Nothing changes, does it? No. Any shocks? Um, not massively, actually. It's... Oh. It's Queen's Park Rangers beat South Shields 4-1. Oh, we knew that would happen anyway. Well, there we go. Just the fact that South Shields got there, really, was oh. that. Now, another thing we wanted to get in each week as well was the um, the UK charts as well. Oh yeah, actually, because yes. we we are nearing the end of the episode there. So, oh, God, yeah, let, let's let's go down. Let's go down in um, re- reverse order. At number ten, without love by Tom Jones. At number nine, Tracy by Cufflinks. Oh yeah. Number eight, Winter World of Love, Engelbert Humperdinck. Number seven, All I Have to Do Is Dream, Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell. Number six, Yes to Me, Yes to You, Yesterday by Stevie Wonder. Number five, Melting Pot, Blue Mink. Number four, Suspicious Minds, Elvis Presley. Number three, Sugar Sugar, The Archies. Number two, Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town, Kenny Rogers and the First Edition. Unfortunately, not the uh, Leonard Nimoy version. And at number one, Two Little Boys, Ralph Harris. And we were saying nothing more on the subject. Right, in 1999... Israel detains and later expels 14... Can I just stop you there? Oh, Can God, just stop you there? Because this is just pure Pertwee from the off. He's, <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's in a chase in some form of vehicle. He's <laughs> off. Yeah, it's true. Also, Go yeah, on, Tom. Well, no, sorry. And what's the best thing about this as we're coming to the end here? Yeah. Is at what point does he decide not to take the bit of masking tape off his mouth? I oh, know. <laughs> Wouldn't that sort of be the first, first thing, thing you, you did? Do. Yeah. Once you've got your hands free. Oh, No. You stupid what? <laughs> what did he say? Nincompoop? Oh dear, Israel detains and later expels 40 members of... No, the, I want to know what he of, said. I want ideas of what he said. Christians. I don't care about your facts anymore. What oh, did he say? I don't know. The perturbed paganists and troubled terrorists continue the struggle. Oh, God. Right, That's it. No more. Oh, right, one more. Music. No, no more. That's music. it. That's, That's it. it. You've done. You're done. Facts. The episode's finished. Time's out. Time's ah. out. Time's <laughs> out. Time's out. No, no more. That's it. No. No. That's it. That's it. You're done. Fats Domino. No. No, no, no it's a fat domino. <laughs> oh, damn. No, you're hitting one domino and loads more come down. Exactly. Right, not have any more of that. Okay, I'm gonna... They didn't actually even get to the other um, TV listeners for that day, but never mind. It doesn't matter. There you go. <laughs> oh, dear. Could have fit you that in as well. Never mind. We're not going to let you. You, you, you. As usual, you've overdone it. You've, you've overthought it again, haven't you? This <laughs> is the first week he's tried it, so he's going to be at 20 more than he needs. The next time he does it, there'll be two. Yes. 
had to. Um, no, no idea of I've, pacing. I've had to forget a few of them because they're rubbish. Basically, so I've had to get and them. you kept those in. It makes you wonder what they like, doesn't it? Really? Exactly. <laughs> oh, too long. Anyway, anyway, we should return in episode two. For heaven's sake, George, you owe me some sort of explanation. Right then, everybody, it's time to watch episode two. So we're going to press play in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And off we go. Now, this episode, yes, we've censored you, haven't we, Tony? Oh, well, I, that was fact overload last time. It though. was, because... I, I um, must agree with you, kids. I must agree with you. It's, yeah, uh, because we, we barely spoke about what was happening on screen. I've had to cut down about ten facts here. I'm limiting myself to four. <laughs> okay. Tony managed to get an hour and a half worth, try get an hour and a half worth of facts into 25 minutes. That was the program. <laughs> It's just as well we didn't read the other one out from the last episode. Yes, it was. <laughs> we heard that, and yeah, it was definitely a censored uh, fact, that one. Yeah, never mind. Now we get an, an alternate view of the shot here. But, and he says, what's yeah, the fire? He says something totally different, different now, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, why, why didn't you take it off? Yeah. Ah. Did EEG sensors look like that in 1970? Oh, no, this might be 1980-something. It's the unit dating controversy <laughs> now, isn't it? What's that all about, then, this uh, dating controversy? Well, unit's meant to be set in the 80s, wasn't it, or this particular period? Because Sarah Jane Smith's from the 1980. Yeah. That's when the the fourth doctor, sorry, the third doctor, meant supposed to meet her in, 90, in the year nineteen eighty. Oh, right. But then later on, they say that was back in the seventies. So there's this whole thing of when was they, it supposed? They, they to... They seem to have wanted to set it in the in nineteen eighty, the early eighties. Sort of some little near future. But they thing, then keep it? forgetting and keep <laughs> mentioning the, the the actual date it's been shot in, don't they? Yeah, that's it. So we don't know. We do have more facts and stuff for you this episode, but just not as many, do we? So just no, 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 no. Fill, right. fill the time. For some reason, I lost my ones for the tenth of January. So oh, they're under my leg. There you go. <laughs> if I was coming back from the pub uh, on January the tenth, nineteen seventy, I wanted to settle down some football. What would I likely to be see? What, what would I, you know, oh, be likely well, to see? The game on yeah. match of the day yeah. would have been Chelsea versus Leeds. I don't tell anyone the result, just in case they haven't watched it yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If you if you want to know the result, look away from your speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and the viewing figures for this episode, which was released on the tenth of January, nineteen seventy, eight point one million. Yes, we're still a healthy, respectable fi- uh, viewing figures. I guess that was. Right. First quarter. First facts, maybe the one of four. Everybody. Okay, then we need to start talking about what's on the screen, Tony. Of course, of please. course, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't exactly move himself, does he? The bloke who's got to take that back. He's not really. Is he, is he still standing there? Isn't he? <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> moved. He's just. He's just put his. Oh, there he comes. There he comes. Here he, he comes, strolling along. Get a minute. I do wish they kept this characterisation of the brigadier going throughout all the time he was mm. in it. What I'm more impressed with is they actually got that printed up that quickly. I oh, know, exactly. <laughs> Boots used to take years to do it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. 
It's not like, it like he just had a look at his digital pro, camera, is it, to see if he had a shot? Pronto print. Well, actually, back then you had to send it away and get your photographs back in the post, <laughs> didn't you? It's just, how would he have even known? How would the camera know. Know? Here we go. stage nine? Oh, Here we well. go. Here we go. Oh, well. Famously not used on the first DVD or VHS and DVD mm. release, was it? Couldn't get the rights for it. This is before Fleetwood Mac went crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it can't be because it's set in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Before they found the California sound. Oh, there he is. That's the bloke from, um, ah, well, Valen Partridge. Um, Tony Hares. <laughs> so- he looks like Tony Hares. Yeah, it does, <laughs> actually. <laughs> What's the actor's name? We've got him David something, rather, isn't it? David Schneider. Schneider. Doesn't look like David Schneider, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she's. It's awesome. actually Derek Smee, is the actor's name. Smee. Smee. I think he puts in a fantastically creepy performance, performance. doesn't he? Who's the Dylan Elliott character? Yeah. Ah. And here we have John Woodnut. And do these two appear in any other... Uh... John Woodnut does. He appears in Frontier in Space as the, as the Draconian Emperor. Uh, Terror of the Zygons in the dual roles of Broughton and the Duke of Forgill. And the Keeper of Traken as Seren. Right. That's a pair of the glasses, is it, or the other one? One of the glasses, oh, yes. <coughs> That's Schneider. <coughs> oh, um, Hugh Burden. Well, we'll talk about him when he, when he comes in. Right. He comes in. Let's throw the first one. Just, yeah. Well, no, let's just talk about this show instead. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll just throw these in the bin then. Yes, why not? It's an interesting lamp he's got there in the background, isn't it? It is actually. It's an old Victorian gas lamp, isn't it? Might have fitted in with your facts on the first episode, though. I don't know. <laughs> Put it back in and zip your flies up. <laughs> <laughs> Ransom is quite a thick character, actually. He doesn't sort of get the hint, does he, that something's not quite right here. Uh, yeah. How can he not say there's something wrong with that before? <laughs> Touching the back of my neck, walking around like a oh. zombie. Born on this day, 1970. Oh, yes, who was born on this uh, day? Uh, Scott Ludlam, an Australian politician. Oh, OK. And Buff Bagwell, <laughs> an American wrestler and actor. Buff Bagwell. <laughs> so that's a porn name if ever I heard one. Yes. <coughs> Buff Bagwell. <laughs> now, um, eagle-eared listeners might have um, noticed in the last episode that I didn't actually read out the TV listens for BBC Two or LWT. Um because yeah. we ran out of time, didn't oh, we? So, yeah, and there's none for the 10th of January, so we haven't got anything to uh, to give you this week. So oh, must read out the can't, you, can't you give us ITV for the 3rd of Jan? Yeah. <laughs> ITV for the 3rd of Jan. Um, 
Going back in time, here we go. Okay, where are we? Uh, no, I've, I've ta- actually, no, I've <laughs> taken it thrown it away. I've thrown it away. <laughs> I've thrown it away. It's there history. Yeah. <clears throat> she's making grapefruit, Robinson's fruit juice. I've seen exactly the same thing. That's what I have. When you speak to try and stay near the microphone and lean away from it. Pink grapefruit one. Because mm. the barley, the barley yeah. one, yeah, I love you. I'll get the peach one as well. We'll get the peach one or oh, that one. Very refreshing. Not too keen on the uh, tropical fruit one. It's all right. Mm, so yeah. to bring this back on to, on topic again, <laughs> I just love the fact that the brigadier. No, no, we're not, not talking the, about topics. Topics. <laughs> we haven't gone to chocolate yet. <laughs> the brigadier's not the sceptic here. This is what I love. Yeah. I actually think them two make a good double act. They in this, do. Which doesn't yeah. really actually even go through to the rest of the series so much, does it? No, because she... Because she, she then becomes more on the Doctor's side against yeah. him. Whereas at this stage, she's the outsider to... Yeah, to both both yeah. parties, really, isn't she? Yeah. He's the one who wants to believe in the Doctor. Yeah, and she doesn't. Yeah. And that just changes. They completely change that, oh. don't they? Is the uh, yeah, well, Maybe not so much in Series 7, but as it... When Caroline John leaves and Joe Grant yeah. comes in, they change the whole character dynamic. Well, I fact, she just tried to escape there. <laughs> I, think, I, think I wish they would. He knows the inevitability of its... Uh, <laughs> 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 I've finally perfected the power of my mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Back to uh, when everyone in the country, no matter where you came from, <laughs> spoke like that. That's right. And had a strong box. Exactly. <laughs> But well, they kept the precious things and army surplus blankets. And our first look at an Alton. Ah, reminds me of someone I know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> an old drinking chum. Yeah. And here we have Tony and his wife at home. Exactly. <laughs> This week, I have been mostly eating. (laughs) 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 I can see this conversation is going to be repeated at about half twelve tonight when time gets on. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Give me some grub, woman. Oh, God. I'll get the bleep machine out. The <laughs> I think all the people in the country should do their trousers up with old bits of string. Oh, I'm sorry. You would say I'll take my belt off to you, oh, but... I mean, <laughs> you're making grub. That idea's money for old rope, isn't it? Hey! Is it, a is, that, is it a poacher's lunch you make? Sort of, I mean, like a ploughman's lunch. <laughs> you never yeah. see. Oh. 
What's all those blue things are in the background there? It looks like those ice packs you put in cooler bags. <laughs> That's what it is. It's to keep, it's to keep their, their pink grapefruit juice <laughs> when they go on picnics. That's like Umbongo, wasn't it? That kind of. Umbongo. Now here we have a little bit of sexism in the workplace going right up. Yeah, I find Philly. Well, well, totty. <laughs> oh no, sorry, it's the it's the seventies, isn't it? Crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Dash it all, woman. Oh, I like the way that um, this is where he got his clothes from. From this, this eccentric doctor, the chap that. Uh... I know he doesn't. Oh, only, only the cloak and the hat. Ah, he keeps the cloak and the hat. Yeah. The shirt was already there. Wasn't the shirt it? was already there. And, and the trousers the... he gets off of hanger that's Yeah, there. and the doctor's, he's, he, the professor, he's wearing like a, a pinstripe trouser, yeah. like grey trouser and a black jacket. But so, he found them all so in the trousers. Anyway. Trousers are there already. There already. Right. See. There's the fruity shirt. shirt. And actually, was the hat already there? No. No, he, but no, there, there was a black cat. A, no, it's a flat no, cat. No, no, no. When, when he shuts the door there, there's a black cat. Yeah, the flat cat. Oh, is it a flat cat? It's a flat it, cat, yeah. Look like, oh, I don't know. Now, as usual with, with Doctor Who fandom, they try to retrofit things into, into Doctor Who continuity. So here you've got um, John Pertwee's Royal Navy tattoo. Oh, yeah, it's quite yeah. prominent on his arm, and apparently it's a tattoo of a cobra that he got um, during the war. So fandom has tried to say it's, uh, it's a Time Lord criminal brand. Oh, wow. Right? So and apparently it's, it's expanded upon in the spin-off novel Christmas on a Rational Planet. Ah, dear, oh, dear. Explain it away. And he thought the the complaints people got about Matt Smith was going to be naked in the Christmas special. Yeah. yeah well, I don't think you'll find the ladies complaining about the fact that... And, and men as well be complaining about the fact that John Pertwee's just stepped out of the shower. He's a man's man that's got the great smell of brutes. <laughs> He's just lucky there's another towel there, isn't he? Yeah. Not quite sure what the other bloke's doing with his shovel. <laughs> they're just digging the pit so the captain could have a crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't actually looking for that. I was just on latrine duty. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and so my favourite Doctor is born. I'm sure it wasn't that cap that was on there when he first it, goes through the it door. It was, it was is there, it? it was. All right. Okay. I guarantee it. But where the cravat and the jet and the smoking jacket came from, I don't know. There. This has now become the favourite way of getting a Doctor's new clothes, hasn't it? As it's happened now another two times. Yes, from a hospital. Yes. Yes. Oh, 
What you wanted there was a James Robertson Justice style professor coming in. Oh, Damn it, old man! Blasted incompetence. Oh, hell. MG there. Oh, I love those MGB GTs. It wasn't what he does when he he's meant to go backwards. It wasn't that he actually made that mistake. They just kept it in, didn't they, or something? Like now, because he does look quite worried. There, he does actually. He? Yeah, it's either a great bit of acting by John or he's going to prank that old car. <laughs> Shall I scrap the facts? You can drop one in there if you like, so uh, go for it, go. Because I still want to read me, me chart run oh, down course, as well, so, yes. So even if it's just one or two. You know, yes, go on. In 1645, Archbishop William Lord is beheaded at the Tower of London due to his pious and generous nature. He was known in, during his lifetime as Good Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we And we did say she picked the four best ones. Which we know now, oh, I glad. felt under pressure. So we like haven't got you feel under pressure. <laughs> It's hard to read anyone out. Boom, 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 boom. It only beeps when you look at it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think they'd do this now with the amount of blood and... No, they wouldn't. Especially with like the, I'd have to sort of say that is, they would not do that. Now. That, is, that is slight. That is probably unnecessary. Oh, I don't know. It's very much the Kensington Gorse type of blood. That very bright, vivid red. Oh, it is. It? But, but they just they would have just had him either unconscious or lying smashed window, and him lying. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need. Wheel. You're right. You didn't need the blood, did you? You sort of, you get the picture, don't you? Oh, good heavens. Uh, Late night fact hunting. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, that's what it is. <coughs> Shall I quickly go through the chart? Oh, no, actually, I won't go through the chart rundown because he's, we're getting down to where he uh, meets Liz and the Brigadier now. So uh, we didn't mention in the. Uh, oh. It looks first... like we've got someone from the Russian Guard now. <laughs> well, that's uh, Derek Show in the producer. Playing the part of the security guard. All right. Oh, here we go. Our first proper interaction. There were so many things introduced we put. There's like loads more gadgets. You had the thing with the two hearts, which was never mentioned before. Not. No, I was reading no. That, yeah. Regeneration still isn't <laughs> mentioned yet, though. No. I just love this little exchange between the three of them. Yeah. Go on, take drop in a fact then. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Let's have a look at this. Oh, oh, 1979, Richard Carpenter entered a chemical dependency treatment centre in Topeka, Kansas. Given his dull, easy-listening music, it was probably aspirin or something. Oh, dear oh. Tone. Well, it's... No, you shouldn't have introduced that one in no, there, Tone. No, I was mean, saying that because it was a boring bugger as it was. No, it wasn't but... boring at all, actually, Tone. No, he, he was. No, he's... <laughs> no, he was actually quite... Ill at the time, Ill? so yes, he was. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just the music at the time. Uh, yeah. You found it amusing, find... did you? No, 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 no the music. I, <laughs> I find grinding and boring. He, he did have a drug problem. Oh, he did. It's like the fact immediately he sort of turns up and says, well, I know exactly what this is. It was hollow and uh, there was something inside it. Yeah, well, I'm going to retire these facts. Yeah, retire them, <laughs> yes. yes. They're going on the table. I mean... It's tough they've got like an immediate rapport between them, haven't they, Liz and the, and the Doctor? Wow. Wow. I didn't think he'd be back. Oh no, he's back, he's back. Now, obviously, we, we've got the, uh, the, the 10th of January, 1970, who died on this day as well. Ah, yeah. Actually. I've so, got to mention it. <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, Caress Crosby, American poet. I, I'm not familiar with her work. Uh, and James Shep Shepherd Rocker from Shep and the Limelights. Beaten to death, it says here. That's... Yeah. Are you familiar with Shep and the Limelights, as, as you are a musical person? So I've never heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> Shep and the Limelights. No, me neither. Ah, some nice, cool, refreshing, life-giving alcohol. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what he's using at the gym with that door open, then. It's not like that, it was just, just relieving himself through the keyhole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach them a lesson to sack me. <laughs> Factory workers were making all those dolls earlier. Are they still around? Oh, it's obviously knocking off time. Oh, of course. Don't forget what you said earlier on. It's more or less fully automated. Oh, he did say that. That's right. We've gone looking to see if they can find a new guitarist for Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is where they made Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Mind you, who was in Fleetwood Mac in nineteen seventy? Nineteen seventy. Yeah. Oh, who replaced him? Uh, um, oh, so a chap called uh, Bob Welch came along uh, originally. To he replaced um, Peter Green. No, they, they went down to um, 
a four piece or whatever. You know, yeah, I mean, Jeremy Spencer, uh, Danny Kerwin, yeah, uh, John McVie and Mick Fleetwood, and J- Christine McVie joined for sessions and things. Ah, oh, see. You know. And then uh, Jeremy Spencer left and went that joined that mad cult. Yeah. And um, oh, that's when Bob Welsh came in. Oh. And then, of course, Danny Kerwin was thrown out of the band. Never mind that. What did that <laughs> all-time show him at the end? You didn't see. It was off. It was below the camera. <laughs> what did he show him? Oh, sorry, I got lost in the Mac there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want a complete history. I just want to know oh, who was no, in the no, band no. in 1970. I just... well, then Bob Weston come along. And then... That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <coughs> Do you reckon that Alton did the famous Trav hot dogs trick? <laughs> That's why Rance had a shot look at his face. Think about the Trav hot dogs tone and what will be at the bottom. Nestling in a bun. <laughs> that would have come out on the microphone, so. Oh, would it? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, that's the end of episode two and the end of this week's episode. We're not doing episode three and four. We're saving that for next week because we... Um, We'll run out of ideas what to do on a weekly basis. So. <laughs> oh God, yes, yeah. so no facts next week. <laughs> you might have to, so we might have to. You might have to fall back on them. You never know. Okay, you never know. See things get that desperate. <laughs> oh, okay, everybody. So let's wrap this up because we're going to go and have a drink, and we shall return next week with episodes three and four of Spirit from Space. So for this week, it is goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tony. Goodbye. To the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.